0: And now, the Jam Session Podcast. It is indeed Jam Session. Subscribe, rate, and review. Hang out with us for a while, right here. On the Jam Session Podcast, sponsored as always by Hector Flores. With Modern Woodman of America, fraternal financial organization, he can help you plan for your family's future. Give Hector a call. He's a local guy. 940-453-3490. Also sponsored by Greening Law, they fight the legal battle so you have time for healing and renewal. But right now, that moment that we've all been waiting for has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. What up, though? I would be the non-sexy one, Matt McLaren, and this, my friends, is Jam Session, the podcast version 177, asking simply that you prepare to be dazzled if not entertained. We've got some stuff to get into. Obviously, no Cowboys this weekend as they enjoy the mini buy. They're back at it next weekend against a streaking Washington football team. We're going to get into a little bit of the NFL. We got a little peep show for you. We've got some college football for you. We'll have some good conversations there. But please, as always, support our sponsors that make this whole thing possible. Hector Flores, man. Hector's a great guy. If you are trying to figure out and a lot of people struggle with this how do i start saving how what, what does that even mean and you think to yourself oh i'll put some over here and i'll put some over here but do you have that thousand dollar kind of nut there for you that's sitting there in case you have a couple of tires you need or something unexpected do you have six months saved up in case you unexpectedly lose your job seems impossible so i trust me i understand Hector can show you a path. He's got proven methods that will help you save to get to that point.
1: Well, I think the thing is, man, is a lot of people have an idea of what they want to do, what they'd like to do, what they hope they can do. But they don't really have a path or an idea how to get there. And what Hector does, man, is create that path for you, create that that pathway for you to go and achieve your financial goals. And then once he sets it up, man, all you got to do is follow it. And when somebody gives you a path and and all you do is follow it, success is hard hard for success not to happen.
0: Exactly. He is a master of this. Let him help you. It's not just planning for your future. Planning for your family's future, your children's future. Hector Flores, he's a big listener of the podcast. Hell, you can call him and be like, oh, remember when they were talking about this? You'll have a great chat, and he can help you. The best part, it's non-fee-based. It costs nothing to meet with Hector. So give him a call. 940-453-3490. 940-453-3490. That's Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America. Also, of course, Greening Law. You guys know Greening. I was hurt in a car accident. Man, we are coming up on five months ago almost, wildly wow. enough. And you know, my back, my back was jacked up for a while where I was feeling stuff in my back I'd never I'd never felt before. And it really was something, it's still there but thanks to greening law who's been handling all these insurance company questions and all these other things that I had to deal with i have truly just focused on healing and renewal and i've been going i originally i think it was 3 or 4 times a week then it was down to twice a week and now i'm at once a week which is really cool and and thanks to greening law i've been able to focus on that part of it they truly are the fierce legal competitor against the insurance companies whether it's a car accident malpractice from a physician injured on the premises of a business or what have you, you need to give greening law a call.
1: Well, the thing I like about greening law and the thing I've always liked about a man is you call them up and that doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost you anything to pick up the phone and call them up and say, yo, here's my situation. And then they say, Hey, we think it's a good fit or, ah, we, we don't really think it's a good fit. But if they think it's a good fit and they bring you on for a client, the part I love, they don't get paid unless you get paid, which means they grind for you. They work for you. They handle all the questions that you don't even know are supposed to be asked. They get to the bottom of it, and that's why um, they're successful.
0: They are, indeed. Give them a call, man. It's very easy, as Jacques just told you. That call, that consultation, absolutely free. 972-934-8900. 972-934-8900. Make sure you keep that number handy. It's Robert Greening and his Green Team. Green? Green Team? call now offices Dallas Texas now as I mentioned no Cowboys the Cowboys won on Thursday night so they were all good they get to sit back and enjoy the NFL weekend and it's interesting to see what happens throughout the course of an NFL weekend but as it stands right now we have the night game going on right now as we do this between Kansas City and Denver And then, of course, the Monday night game coming up tomorrow between New England and Buffalo, which really doesn't affect the Cowboys much at all. But you look over here in the NFC, and again, the games that are being played are all AFC games. So these are current. This is what we're looking at right now with the Dallas Cowboys. Arizona won again today. They are 10-2. They are atop the NFC. Green Bay is 9-3. They were on their bye. Tampa had no problems, as you would expect, with Atlanta, I guess they're not any good because they haven't played anybody, though. I, I I forget how this works. That that doesn't count because Atlanta's not good. Tampa's nine and three. Dallas is eight and four. The Rams are eight and four. That's the division of Doom. Those are the five teams, and they are that that group is two games clear of the rest of the field. Now, what's interesting, I think, and tell me what you think. There is a team out there that has a minus 51 point differential, but has won four consecutive games (laughs) and is currently two games back of the Division of Doom and the Cowboys play them in two of the next three weeks. That is the Washington football team. They beat Tampa. They beat the Panthers. They beat Seattle and they beat Las Vegas today. How weird is this? Their last two wins against Seattle and against the Raiders, both games they beat... They won those games 17-15. to 15.
1: Well, I'm not even surprised, man, although that's a weird score. I bet there haven't been that many 17-15 games in the history of the NFL. Right, and they did back-to-back. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, let's keep it real, man. Um, their defense is getting better. It's playing much more like the defense we anticipated seeing uh, all year long, which is odd because, you know, Chase Daniels has been out with a torn ACL for the last two or three, four games. Uh, but their, their offense is still booty, man, and so – The Cowboys, if they play their A game, if they come to play, they should win. Now, I'm going to say this and I'm going to shut up, Matt. Washington should be feeling pretty plucky and feeling pretty good about themselves as it relates to the Cowboys because they beat them last year and blew them out.
0: They should, but many of you that listen to the podcast, what have I heard? Well, who have the Cowboys really beaten? Okay, well, yes, I will give you Tampa that Washington has beaten. Their last three wins are Panthers, Seahawks, Raiders. And then what's going to happen? Well, the Cowboys couldn't beat the
1: Raiders. That's what the will happen. The, the Raiders are the only team the Cowboys have beaten.
0: <laughs> you know you know what's interesting to me is that we're talking about a team with Taylor Heineke. They have no receivers. Terry McLaurin, I'll give you. Antonio Gibson is hit and miss. He's been banged up a lot. Trust me. I know Antonio Gibson. He's my fantasy running back. I had him last year as well. So I understand what they've got a little bit offensively. The thing about Washington, and this is where this gets very interesting to me. This was a Washington team. You and I had talked about this in the off season. Hell, you thought Washington had a shot to win the division because of that defense. Yeah. And I had pushed. I said, look, man, to me, this is a quarterback offensive league. I got to go with Dak. Because I think the Cowboys had the better quarterback. Well, what's interesting about this is you look at what Washington did to start the season. They give up 29 in a win to the Giants, 43 to the Bills, 30 to the Falcons, 33 to the Saints, 31 to the Chiefs, 24 to the Packers. The last five games is where this gets into. The defense all of a sudden has completely changed. They've only given up over 20 points once. That was in a win to the Panthers. And... All of a sudden, and this is what's interesting, they lost Chase Young like a month ago. Chase Young's done for the year.
1: That's what I mean, yeah.
0: But this, the rest of this defense has all of a sudden started to show up and has really put together a little something
1: over the last five, six weeks. Which means your Dallas Cowboys better pull their collective heads out of their butt and uh, play on offense the way we've seen them play at various times this year. Or they're going to struggle to score. It's going to be a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. And we all going to be looking at each other like, really? What the hell?
0: Well, one thing that they have shown since then, I'm I'm talking about in recent weeks, they have really slowed down the run for the most part. The Cowboys have been struggling with the run. And one thing that I'll be curious to see is that Washington, Antonio Gibson earlier this year was banged up. He had a shin injury, and he was not being able to do some of the things they wanted him to do offensively. Since he has started to get a little health back, you look at their ability to run the football – Their last, what is this, their last five games, 195 against the Packers, 112 against Denver, only 94 against Tampa, 190 against Carolina, 152 against Seattle. And then you look at what they did against the Raiders today, as far as team-wise goes, and rushing the football, they had 112 yards. So this is a team in Washington that has started to realize we can run. Don't don't let Taylor Heineke have to win the game for you. Run the football. Play decent defense, and, and their
1: defense is going to keep them around. Dude, that's the way they should play because it shortens the game and it gives you the best chance to win. And we've seen from time to time Cowboys defense get pushed around, mm-hmm. especially up front. If that happens against Washington, it's going to be some sad singing and some slow walking off the field.
0: It is, man. You You, you win this game. And you've got a full three-game lead in the division with four games to play, with another one against Washington. This really—if they can beat Washington next Sunday—I think that that probably is the division right there. Now, granted, they're—they're I mean, they're on the road. They're on the road, but I mean, to me, you're better than Washington. Go beat this team.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't think it's really all uh, that complicated. Go handle your business. Do what you need to do. Uh, And win it however you need to win it. But, uh, you know, now we do have to say weather could play a role next week in D.C. this time of year. It could. Um, And I'm not so worried about the cold. I'm more about, you know, snow, that kind of thing. Uh, But um, they're the better team, man. You got to go win it. But they're going to have to go win it with the passing game because the running game is shady right now.
0: Yeah, it is. So so we'll see how it turns out. And, again, you know, we'll talk to Todd Archer coming up this week and Ed Werder and Clarence Hill Jr. But when you look around the NFL today, and, and, and this is why I think it's funny when Cowboys fans get so pissy, there are some interesting games. Now, for the most part, teams today did what they were supposed to do. But Baltimore, how about over in the AFC? Baltimore lost, and I don't know how many of you guys have seen much of Pittsburgh this year. Pittsburgh? Trash. Won. Yes. I was going to say they're not very good, but I'll take trash. Baltimore loses to Pittsburgh. So they are now 8-4. and four. And this is what's really interesting. New England's eight and four Cowboys beat them Titans are eight and four Ravens are eight and four but the Cowboys are eight and four they're not any good they're average good luck this is a horrible season (laughs) they would be leading the AFC now they don't play in the AFC I get it but point being this is a tough league man Detroit finally got to win the day they knock off Minnesota probably the most surprising game for me I'm curious if you would agree what the Chargers did to Cincinnati today was shocking. In Cincinnati, a West Coast team went on the road in December to Cincinnati and whipped the shit out of a, a Bengals team that I thought was fairly decent.
1: And it was an early game, so they were playing at, you know, 9 or 10 o'clock uh, Pacific Coast body time. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrific win for them, man. It just goes to show you, dude, that some weeks, man, you just don't show up. The Cowboys didn't show up until the fourth quarter against the Raiders and lost the game. You know, um, Cincinnati didn't show up early, tried to rally late, wasn't good enough. It happens, man. The Jets have won two games this year, bro. One of the weirdest games that I have seen in a
0: long time, the Chargers raced out to a 24-0 lead. Cincinnati fought back 24-22, and that was it. And then the Chargers put up, what, 17 more points, outscored them 17 to nothing in the fourth qu- fourth quarter ended up winning 41 to 22 burrow had a couple of interceptions just an ugly game man when you that look was, at the nfc was, go ahead i was gonna say that was
1: more like a basketball game of runs.
0: Yeah, it was weird it was really weird but when you look at the nfc the nfc right now th- this is wild every single team except for three in the nfc is legitimately in this and i'm not kidding you the jets are three and nine the Texans are 2-10. The Jags are 2-10. The Dolphins at 6-7 and seven are two and a half games behind the Patriots for the best record in the AFC.
1: Jeez. But they have won five in a row. Tua looks like <laughs> he, can, he can be a uh, big time, uh, well, at least he can be a solid NFL starting quarterback now. And, uh, you know, Brian Flores always seems to have that team playing better in the second half than the first half.
0: That is 13 game 13 teams. 13 teams in the AFC that are within two and a half games of each other that's incredible you got we already mentioned the Patriots Titans Ravens Chiefs and Bills seven and four and the Chiefs are playing right now Chargers and Bengals seven and five Broncos and Steelers six and five Colts seven and six Raiders and Browns six and six Dolphins six and seven that is who the hell knows man I mean you you tell me who the good team in the AFC is I
1: have no idea Well, again, you know, attrition from injuries creates these situations because, you know, I'd have told you the Titans, you know, a month ago, and I'd have dared you to uh, to tell me otherwise. Are you drinking something, Matt?
0: I was taking a sip of water, yes. Are
1: are you making noise? I did. You did. I heard it in my headphones, too. So so this is what it sounds like when someone- Oh, you
0: finally understand!
1: I've been waiting a year and a half for Matt to make some noise. Fire yeah, it, and I heard the ice noise. clink, and I was like, yeah. And maybe he won't notice. Nah, gotcha, gotcha, nah, gotcha You got gotcha. me. I, I'm so happy now. Um, hell, I done lost my train of thought, man. Where was I?
0: Something about injury and attrition and stuff and all that. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the AFC, man, it's, uh, I mean, even when we're talking about who the good teams are, it's the NFL is this battle of attrition. Who can survive the injuries and COVID and stuff, and still win games, find a way to win games. Right now it's the Pats, but like I don't know who the best team in the AFC is. That's still to be determined. Yeah. Uh, looks like the Cardinals are trying to be the best team in the NFC. For whatever reason, I'm still shaky, shaky on them. Maybe it's just their reputation, which is why well, I don't have a good reason. It's also,
0: it, generally speaking in the NFL, and I'm sure we could go back and find a team that's done it, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Kyler Murray's never been in the playoffs. A lot of the guys on that team have never been. Cliff Kingsbury's never been in the playoffs. In the NFL, maybe more so than other leagues, there there usually is you have to have been to the playoffs and experienced it at some point. You don't just arrive and all of a sudden make it into the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, perhaps that's uh, that's my deal. Although you know the uh, there have been some instances. You know the Rams showed up with the greatest show on turf. And they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the 92 Cowboys, at least they had one year at the playoffs before they went. That 91 debacle in the Yeah, in they, the, but they had,
0: been, they had tasted at least a little bit of what that
1: was. Yeah. So I, I see what you're saying. So I don't know. That's, that could be. Plus, who really trusts Cliff Kingsbury in the playoffs? Nope.
0: The, Ram, the Rams is probably the best example because they were 4-12, and, and then the next year they went 13-3 and three and won the Super Bowl. They just came out of nowhere.
1: You want me to tell you what I remember most about that, man? The Rams were like three and O. This is a way, this is, this is an exit ramp for a moment, Matt. All right. Rams were like three and O. And I was doing radio. Check this out, dog. With Norm Hitchkiss and Leon, <laughs> and Leon right. Simon, Leon the barber. They were doing their show on 570 Cliff. And Leon goes in that raspy voice jock what do you think about the Rams, man? They're 3-0. They blowing people out. I said, Leah, they're the Rams, man. The Rams have been trash. They're gonna stay trash. They ain't never been nothing. They ain't never gonna be nothing, man. Holler at me when they win something. And I talked bad about them for like another minute. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you had me out when they were going in the Super Bowl and they played it back, and all I could say was, hey, I'm supposed to have a strong opinion I believe in, and that's what I had. <laughs> At the time, yeah, just so happy. it was so, you know, so completely wrong. But who saw the Rams coming that year? Nobody.
0: Nobody. Because, again, and, and granted, the Cardinals, you know, maybe they are that team, but it's it's so rare in the NFL that you can go from we've never been in the playoffs with this group or this coach to we're a Super Bowl team. And, and the Rams, as, as you just pointed out, and I looked it up real quick, I mean, you're right. I mean, the, the Rams were – that team could the Cardinals sure they could do it but when you have to go through a team like the Packers or or, or a Tom Brady Tampa team it, it's a li- it's a little different to me I, I I don't know it just feels like there's something different I still have it like Ed Warder told us last week and I tend to agree with him the Packers are my pick to win the Super Bowl before the season began I had Packers and Bills in the Super Bowl because I just thought a pissed off Aaron Rodgers is going to be extremely difficult to beat
1: I see <clears throat> i mean i think so uh and they're playing good and they're a good team um it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because i think everybody's still jockeying to play their best football somebody's about to get hot in the nfc nobody knows who it is and that team you know that team will make its run just like uh, tampa bay did last year Maybe And we hope the it's cowboys. a cow i was gonna say we you know you we hope in dallas it's the cowboys where they certainly have the schedule that allows them to put that kind of streak together. Uh, the, the the question is whether they'll find a consistency to do it.
0: It's just so when Kyler Murthy's Kyler Murray is healthy like he was today, you know, had two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. They got one of the best wide receivers in the game and DeAndre Hopkins. Their defense is solid. That is a really really good team. Tampa's gotten hot. They've won three in a row. And you know, you look at it outside of. They had lost those two games in a row. Tampa has won seven out of their last nine. In these last three games, they've scored at least 30 points in all three. And when it's, I was telling somebody this today. I was like, man, Tom Brady, Tom Brady's just hard to discount. I mean, and they're, they've are they got Chris Godwin. They've got Mike Evans. Obviously, Antonio Brown is in all kinds of trouble right now. But then you look at Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones and Gronk. That offense has all these weapons, and they've got a dude who just does not know how to lose in Tom Brady.
1: No, they. I mean, they're a threat. If they're in the playoffs, they're a threat. Uh, they're going to be in the playoffs, so they're going to be a threat. Uh, you know, you can certainly beat them at this age, but you got to go out and do it. And uh, I think Green Bay would love to get the Florida boys up north uh, in the playoffs
0: outside of that when you look at it this week in the NFL, you know, pretty much everything went there, there weren't a lot of great matchups. Like even Arizona on the road in Chicago, cool, you beat the Bears. That must have been difficult. Indianapolis <laughs> on the road in Houston who sucks ass, they smoked them 31 to nothing. The Dolphins as we kind of mentioned earlier, you brought it up with the win streak they've put together, neat, you beat the Giants, how hard. The one thing and we already mentioned Washington. This this division that the Cowboys are in, this is getting weird because Gardner Minshew came off the bench today for Philadelphia. Philadelphia has now won three out of their last four, but you look at it and you go, okay, well that must have been difficult. Somehow they lost the Giants last week. They beat the, They beat the Broncos, the Saints, and today they whipped up on the Jets and then they've got to buy next week before they play Washington and two of their next three after that, I still have a hard time believing that Philadelphia is a team to worry about. I actually think Washington is a better threat than Philadelphia.
1: And I don't think either one of them are real threats if, huge if, the Dallas Cowboys play their best football. Now, um. I was talking to my boy Clarence, Hill, Clarence E. Hill Jr. earlier tonight as I was running some errands, and we were, kicking around the Cowboys and he's like and I said the same thing to him he said well that's cool man but you know they ain't played that in a <laughs> month dog so you know we ain't seen it so how can we say that it's gonna come back bruh mm-hmm. and so uh, and so that's the thing if the Cowboys play to their pedigree then they win these games the problem is as Clans pointed out we haven't seen them play to the pedigree in you know probably five weeks
0: it's been a while it's, it's definitely been a while, so we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, when you look around the NFL today, for the most part, it all went as expected. And Cowboys are still in the thick of this thing. The problem well, is, in the Division of Doom, you still have to keep pace. And in the Division of Doom, not the NFC East, you're two games behind Arizona, and you're still a game back behind Tampa, and you're a game behind PAX.
1: Well, the thing I did tell Clarence while we were kicking that around was Demarcus Lawrence came back... And he was he he made an impact i mean he may have only yeah, yeah. had two tackles and a tackle for loss but you could tell he was out there playing so now this week i think they expect randy gregory to return perhaps neville gallimore returns um so now if you could put those two guys out there and they just you know they give you what they got and you can tell that they're playing all of a sudden your defensive tackles with gallimore or diggy zua And, yes, even Tristan Hill, whenever he gets back from suspension, well, that looks a heck of a lot better, you know, than than what you were playing with earlier in the year. So the chance for their defense to be better and become more of a, uh, you know, more of a threat, more of a, a shutdown defense, a dominant defense per se, relatively speaking, is there because they're getting guys back who should step in and play important roles.
0: Indeed. So we shall see. It's a noon kick next Sunday. Noon kick against Washington. A big one for the Cowboys is they will try to move to nine and four next Sunday. As we continue, let's tell you, have you tried your biltong yet? Have you gotten it? (laughs) Oh, you know what's funny? So I've gotten so into the biltong. It's bruised biltong. B-R-U-S-B-I-L-T-O-N-G. It's like beef jerky, but it's not. It's a a traditional South African air-dried meat. So I, I... take a bag of it up to the station now and I'll snack on it sometimes in between breaks on my radio show. Right. And somebody the other day, one of the guys that works down the hall, he'd come in to talk to me. He's like, man, what what is that? And I go, oh, it's Biltong. He goes, what the hell is Biltong? And I tell him, I was like, try it. Then he goes, uh, okay. And he's like, man, this is really good. And he goes, what is it? I said, well, it's like beef jerky. But it isn't. He goes, yeah, I was going to say, it. Does, it's not as tough. And I go, exactly. It's more savory. It's more tender. And he goes, what is it called? And I so I explained the whole thing and everything. I was like, look, look it, it's a South African air dried meat. It's called biltong. And it, it, like, we're, we're accustomed to beef jerky. Well, in South Africa, go any South African you know, be like, hey, do you like biltong? And they, they will light up. Because it is, it, it's like that in that country, And now they're bringing it to us here. I'm telling you, man, if you haven't put in your order yet, go to BrewsBillTong.com. Use the promo code JAM15 for 15% off your order. You're going to love this. I think it's phenomenal.
1: Well, you know, the thing about it is for me, man, I too think it's great. I eat a lot in the afternoon uh, when I need an afternoon snack. And I like it because y'all know I try to watch my weight and work out. I like it because it's got a lot of protein, up to 30 grams in the two-ounce bag, not a lot of calories, I think about 240, mm-hmm. no carbs, no sugar, none of the bad stuff, man, and it's all good for you. So that's what I that's what I like about it, and i am tell you, for me, it's the, it's the slice built on. It's fantastic, man.
0: Yeah, it's. I agree with you. I get the sliced as well. I've ordered multiple bags. It's become a go-to snack for me. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Again, there's zero sugar. There's zero artificial ingredients. If you like beef jerky, you are going to love Biltong. BrewsBiltong.com. B-R-U-S-B-I-L-T-O-N-G. Promo code JAM15 at checkout and you get 15% off your order. So check it out. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Also, of course, Blue Star Motor Group. BlueStarmotorGroup.com. If you are looking for a vehicle, have you called, Deb? Deb, her husband, Mike, that's, that's who you're dealing with. You're not, it's not, we're not giving you the number of a salesperson that, oh, let me call my, hold on, I got to check with my boss. They are the bosses. Like they own the whole thing. They make the decisions. 817-881-4066. If you're looking to buy or sell a vehicle, you need
1: to, you owe it to yourself to check in with Blue Star Motor Group. The thing I like about Blue Star Motor Group is it's always about the win-win for Deb and Mike, man. And it doesn't matter whether you're buying your car or selling them your car. They want you to feel good about the deal after it's done, after you shake hands, when you're driving off. They want you to feel great about it, so you recommend them to somebody else. That's how their businesses thrive for all these years. I love the fact that uh, Deb can make a deal she ain't got to check with nobody she ain't got to ask for nobody she's no finance manager it's just deb she's like yo let's make it work let's make it happen that to me is the way to do business yeah they will work with
0: you they're going to work with you to find a good deal for you and if you go to bluestarmotorgroup.com and what you were looking for in there i'm telling you touch base with her. be like hey i was looking for this type of vehicle i didn't see it on your website just touch base with her i'm promising you 817-881-4066, 817 881 4066, superior quality, Carfax certified, pre-owned vehicles of all makes and models, Bluestar Motor Group.com. All right, before we get into our college football conversation, I wanted to bring this up because I gotta be, yes. I, I have to give you some props in the Peep Show. Oh, yes, please do. <laughs> all right. So we we've wouldn't t- be the first time. No, it wouldn't, but you <laughs> we talk about shows and you had mentioned because i have showtime and and i've been watching dexter on showtime and you had taught and you've mentioned this to me a couple of times even off doing the podcast billions yeah brother i gotta tell you we have we started (laughs) billions we are eight episodes into the first season it is brilliant
1: yeah it is bro billions
0: has quickly become in my estimation one of my i think it's one of the best shows i've ever seen i put it up on the left i still won't give it sopranos breaking bad love but my god it gets better bro i am telling you the writing on it it is some of the i would say it's probably the best written show i've seen since the sopranos
1: okay now let's give full props because i'd be messing with them all the time will chambers brought me my former partner, is being before Matt, he brought billions to me. And I was really, like, yeah. oh, he loved it, man. And I was just like, Yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. I feel you after I know I get it, I get it, I got you. Yeah, 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 whatever, 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 bro. And then it was some ever slow time, you know, only like a year ago, but it was slow. And I was like, You know what? We'll used to talk about billions all the time. I got this showtime. Uh, you know what happened, man? I think I had the show time after I watched the, uh, what's that show? Brian Cranston show, The Judge or Your Honor or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Your Honor, yeah. And,
1: and I, I still had time left on my 30-day subscription. So I'm like, you know, he's told me Billions was all right. Let me check it out. I think that's how it went down. And so I checked it out, and I was just like, wow, this is the shit right here.
0: Man, I mean, I, mean, I am episode, and I'll tell you this straight up, if – Something happens in the first thirty seconds of the entire series that I've never seen in cinema or television before. That I was like, "What am I watching?" And it blew my mind. And then the the right the dialogue is so it's just brilliant. It's 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 beautiful. It's you each know, character is written so perfectly. My God, it's just good. The script is unbelievable.
1: Well, see, you know what, man. I was, um, I, was, I was, it's interesting you say that about the script because I was having this conversation about uh, Insecure, which is a show on uh, HBO. Mm-hmm. It's about black people. Uh, you know, a lot of times I say it's like, it's like watching Friends for black people. Okay. And, and somebody was asking me, he says, well, what do you really like about it? I said, it's written so well that the dialogue sounds exactly the way black people talk. It's not white people writing how they think black people talk. It's black people writing how black people actually talk, which makes the show fun and interesting. and and it's the dialogue is great and the scripts are great. And so with Billions, it's the same thing, man. I never look at, I never see this, I never watch an episode of Billions and go, "What the hell are they doing?" Nobody talks like that. Nobody says that. I mean, it sounds like they're acting. It never go that, man, because you're so deep into the characters Mm -hmm. that you're just like, "Wow, this is great."
0: And a lot of it, like I am not a financial person whatsoever. I don't really, and and they're talking about shorts and doing all this stuff with stocks, but like you get it and it makes sense. And from what I understand, because my brother did work at a hedge fund for a while and worked at a place kind of like what they've got in in billions, you know, so I kind of understand based on way he would describe some things happening there before. I mean, it's exactly what this is. And not just that, but- it's not just the way that he talks, the Damian Lewis character at who goes by Axelrod, they call him Axe, with the the hedge fund or whatever he is that he has. It's right. the Paul Giamatti character, the Rhodes character, and the dynamic that he has with him and his wife. In his, it's 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 one of the more fascinatingly written Dude. shows that I've
1: ever seen. That thing is wild, right there. Oh my God! The whole, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it is wild, but it is so good because you're like, I never saw that coming. <laughs> no, no. How the hell
0: could you, unless you're really <laughs> into what, that
1: world? That's what I'm saying. But but that's what makes it good because it's it's a part of his world. It's an important part, like anybody's uh, that part of the world is. But it, you know, but it fits in and it it doesn't seem out of place because everybody's got a life mm-hmm. away from away from their job.
0: And what's wild is if you've ever wondered, and he, I think it's probably the first or second episode where he kind of talks about, you know, he, he's sitting down with his psychiatrist and he sits down. And it's one of those things where he goes, you know, be, being a billionaire is like having a great set of boobs. And she looks at him <laughs> like what? And he goes, everybody knows when you walk into that room, you know exactly what they're looking at. And you know exactly what they want from you. He, can, he goes, being a billionaire is the exact same thing. And so I was curious, so I looked it up, but the character that he plays is supposed to be worth $12 billion, which to put that in perspective, you know, is like twice what Jerry Jones is worth or whatever. So you yeah, think right. about that and it, it, it's a real fascinating look into someone who money is literally not an object whatsoever at all. Because we would think, oh, he's going to do so eighty million. He's going to buy a house for eighty million. That's that to him is like eight, 80000 bucks. Like it's yeah, nothing. We,
1: can't, we really can't conceive of money that long.
0: No, and I, and I think it's really interesting. And they do such a great job. Like even in the first season, where his wife, who who is played by Malin Ackerman, is, you know, she was she was poor. They both were poor, and she was poor growing up. And she starts to realize her kids have no concept of real life. And so she gets kind of pissed at that because they have a private chef. Their private chef is there, cooks them breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. Right? Because if you're a billionaire, why the hell wouldn't you have a private chef? You're like, I mean, "Hey, I'll sure. pay you, I'll pay you, I don't know, $250,000 a year and you show up and cook for my family 5 days a week." And $250,000 to me if I'm a 12 billionaire guy, 250 a year for somebody, that, that's the equivalent of me tipping somebody 20 bucks exactly and this dude is like this high-level chef who comes in and cooks all their meals so the kids that's just what they think they, they have no idea like oh well i'm served i mean I, it's it's really 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 an interesting look at, at and there's so many different dynamics but man i love this show i, I love this show
1: it's a great show man and, and it only gets better
0: i can't wait because I mean, we're just on season one i think they're on season six right now I think
1: it it, it literally only gets better, bro.
0: Yeah. Season six just came out. Yeah. So I'm curious about that. And I've become obsessed with (laughs) with it. I mean, you know, we're trying to do like two or three. I think we've done two episodes a day for the most part since we started it last week. And I did. I mean, at at least two or three times an episode, I look over at the lady friend. I go, my God, this show was written. I mean, this dialogue is insane. Like if I was going to write a TV show, I would hope I could write on this level. Like this is crazy good. (laughs)
1: Nah, it's outstanding, bro. That's why I kept telling. And see, the thing—it's funny that you said exactly what I said. Like, don't get caught up in the fact. It's a, it's yeah, a business show because that's just the setting for all the stuff to take place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not some high level. I need to know anything about stocks and bonds. To no, watch. you
0: really don't. You you don't. And, and, and it's really like a mono mono like Tyson Holyfield heavyweight battle. Right. between the two main characters of i'm a i'm, I'm worth 12 billion and, and have all this money and power and this other dude over here is like look i'm the district or i'm the u.s attorney like and at one point he even goes when i come after you i don't have a county or a state i have the united states printed when i when i serve in action <laughs> i have the full force of the government behind me and my god it's good i mean i'm stoked man I love
1: it. Hell yeah.
0: This is a type of show, if I was going to be in a TV show, that I'd hope I could play a character like one of these guys. I mean, these are these, they're just badasses. You know, and, and his wife is played by Maggie, what is it? I think it's Maggie Sif, if I remember her name right. And she's been in Sons of Anarchy. She was in Mad Men. You know, and she holds her own in an interesting way. I don't know. The whole thing is just fantastic. I like it.
1: I know, Doc. It's a, um, it's, it's, it's a fabulous show. I tell everybody, go check it out if you can.
0: So outside of that, you know, that's, that's what we're watching right now. And I, I haven't really watched a couple of movies recently, but nothing that really jumps out other than billions. And, and we, we still watch Dexter every week, and it's just so weird. I think I've talked about this before. In the world of binging, when you can right. only watch one episode a week, it's really weird.
1: Yeah, because you're like, oh, I'm ready. Oh, there's not another one for me to watch.
0: Right yep, now. and you, you're kind of, you forget about so, it, and you actually have to watch the recap
1: from the previous week to remember. It's, it's a little frustrating, bro. A little it, frustrating. A little bit. Yep. But yeah. Uh, now, sadly, I've got to tell you, I've that's a good thing because the uh, the JJT media groups had a lot of business lately, um, but I haven't really been able to watch very much uh, TV lately. Like, I I just haven't had time to watch it. Uh, Cause there's been so much going on. Yeah. I've got shows stacked up that I want to watch and uh, carving out time for them is just, uh, just hasn't happened.
0: Yeah. That's how it happens, man. I mean, it, it's, you know, you get busy, you got all kinds of different things going on, especially this time of the year, man, this is what's crazy with me right now is people are like, well, what are your holiday plans? What are you going to do? And it's like, I don't know. Like until we know what's going to happen with Alabama, and we're about to get into college football But I said, until I know for sure what's going on, I I have no idea. And so reality of it is with what I'm doing now, college football, the station that I work for in Birmingham is the number one station in the country for college football for radio. And so that's what that's our bread and butter. You know, it's kind of like when we worked in Dallas, it was all about, hey, don't suck the rest of the year, but kill it during Cowboys season. Yeah. And basically it's that here it's you know, figure out how you're going to do eight months of radio the rest of the year, but you better bring your shit during college football season and be at the top of your game and slay it. I mean, that's the expectation. And so originally I had told them, hey, I'd like to have off the week after Christmas, but we all knew and we even talked about it. I said, but it depends on what happens with Bama because obviously if they make the playoff, you can't not do shows leading up to the college football playoff game. Well, Bama's made the playoff. Fortunately, they will be playing in Dallas. They are playing in the Cotton Bowl and I will be in Dallas that week. And it's interesting because they don't have to pay for a hotel or my airfare because I'll already be there. And so they kind of lucked out. And so the station will have a presence and I'll do some media stuff and whatnot. But I have to actually do my shows that week leading into the college football semifinal. And then from there, we'll see how it goes, because I may get a chance to go to Indianapolis for the national title game if, if Alabama gets past Cincinnati. But And I think that'd be fun, because I've never been to Indianapolis. But it's an interesting time of year. I mean, there's so much going on. There's that, you know, there's company holiday parties, there's gatherings with people and friends and all this type of thing that you try to figure out and work your schedule around. And, you know, we've talked about this in regard to Thanksgiving before, having worked Cowboys forever. And, and now it's one of those things where it's, well, you know, yeah, I can come in for Christmas, but you have to realize that this is, I mean, I, am like, my whole thing is college football season. If Christmas was in March they, I could take a month off, they wouldn't care, <laughs> but it's not. So it's just kind of what it is. I mean, that's, and one thing I will say that I think is really cool about this is because I haven't used any vacation days this year and they don't roll over. Cumulus no, doesn't better. roll them over anymore.
1: Oh, well, you, you got to get him, bro.
0: Well, here's the thing is that our, our PD is cool to where he's like, look, you know, next year we'll just, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Because it's tough, you know, when I, because I came in at the, like at the beginning of college football season, essentially, and you just, you, it's, you have to be here for it. And I want to, I want to as well. Cause I was thinking, I told him, I was like, look, man, if I'm a listener, I'm tuning into the station expecting to hear my normal shows because this is the week of one of the biggest games for me for the year. And if I'm not there, what does that tell the listener? That's kind of shitty.
1: Yeah. No, I get it, bro.
0: Kind of like me and you on the podcast. Like, we've done podcasts before late at night and and doing, like, a couple of special ones we did, like the DAC contract and stuff like that. It's like, you know, hey, you know, you guys that listen to the podcast, we want to make sure we're here for you because we want to talk about it and we figure you guys want to hear about it. so.
1: Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it and do it for real, then you got to do it for real. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's a good way of putting it.
1: Yeah. If you're just messing around, playing around as a hobby, mm-hmm. then it's a hobby. But if you like if you like doing it, and uh, at the highest professional level you can, then yeah, you got to do shit like that. It's just the nature of the beast.
0: So now that I know for sure when I'll be there, maybe we can do something. I got to reach out to a couple places. Maybe we can do a show. I don't know, but it's, it's just there's so many moving parts because you just don't know. And then it was it was like, well, what if what if Bama goes to Miami? And I kept thinking, I was like, why would they do that? Like, they're not going to go to Miami. Dallas, for people that don't know, Dallas is the biggest Alabama alumni base outside of the state of Alabama.
1: Plus, who doesn't want all those Texas kids on the sidelines exactly. watching you play?
0: It's a big recruiting bet for them. So as we continue and, and we kind of morph into college football, have you been to Freeway Tire Shop yet? Or are you still taking your car somewhere? You're like, God, I hope this guy didn't screw me. <laughs> and then it happens and and we're like well did you go to freeway tire shop you're like no it's too far i, I don't live in downtown dallas i bet you wish you had <laughs> i'm just saying if for real though like if you want to be able to drop your car off at a place and and you're cool and walk away and not worry about it i don't know you have to go to freeway tire shop
1: dude you know it's um you know we talk about the four t's when we talk about freeway tire shop at jr the Owner man it's all about trust man it's about trust that he'll diagnose the problem right trust that he'll use quality parts to fix it trust and here's a big one that he'll charge you a fair freaking price man to get your job done and then trust that he stands behind his work man jair has done that time and time again he's a phenomenal mechanic his business is phenomenal and uh i think you're a knucklehead if you go anywhere else
0: (laughs) i would agree it's You can trust him, and he stands behind his work. And, God, man, you've taken 183 cars there. So if Jacques can do it, you can do it. Make it happen. It's Freeway Tire Shop. JR and his guys, they're going to take care of you online at freewaytireshop.com. It's just north of downtown Dallas, right off the freeway there. And and off 35, you can schedule your appointment, request a a quote online, freewaytireshop.com. Also, another local family-owned business. We've been telling you about these guys for a while. False Idol Brewing. Have, have you swung by? Many of you will listen to this on Monday. Keep in mind, False Idol Brewing in North Richland Hills, 15% off to-go beer on Mondays only. So you hear about Hell some yeah. of those beers we talk about that come out on Fridays? Well, if you wait until Monday, you get it for 15% off. You can get a growler. You can bring in your own growler. They'll fill it up for you. Or you can just get the four-packs that they sell for 15% off there at False Idol Brewing. Doesn't get any better than that. Craft beer for 15% off, done, sold.
1: Yeah, and I'm a stout guy. So if you got some of that, let me come out and get some, man.
0: Yeah, and they've got some good ones. (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, I've already, we've been plotting out, okay, how are we going to plan this while we're in town to make sure we can hit the places we need to? Because False Idol is at the top of the list. I I will be taking back multiple cases from False Idol. And that's fantastic. It's local. It's family-owned. couple of buddies of mine, man. They're great people and even greater beer. I mean, they're good dudes. The beer is better than they are. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them I said that. Or do. I don't care. They're fun. They're good guys, man. It's Fallside Brewing in North Richland Hills. And then finally, of course, Smoky John's Barbecue. Jam Session Bowl. Have you gotten it? Did you swing by and indulge? Made from scratch, macaroni and cheese or mashed potatoes, whichever you want. You get to top it with your choice of two different types of meat. You get to select, do you want real bacon bits? Do you want some of the other toppings, some cheese, maybe some chives? Drizzle with Smokey John's barbecue on top. If you haven't had it yet, you need to get over there and make sure you get a jam session bowl.
1: It is phenomenal. Uh, My dad and my stepmother came to town a couple weeks ago. I took them. They had one. Loved it. Couldn't eat it all. The two of them together couldn't eat it all. They had to, uh, sp- they split it and then went back and ate it left, ate it later. It's, uh, it's, it's phenomenal, man. It tastes great. And I tell everybody, man, Clarence Hill went by there. To- I chastised him. I said, I mean, the ribs and the cabbage was fantastic, dog, and the yams. That yeah, was all great, man. But I, how- you just go there and pass up the jam session bowl.
0: I saw that and I was like, huh, do you not listen to the podcast? Chill,
1: you know. I said, I bet he doesn't even know it exists. Yeah, he, he probably was like, well, I looked at the menu. menu, and I didn't see it. It's a
0: secret <laughs> menu, Chill. <laughs> you got to be a jam session listener. You can't just walk in, like, Chill, you can't just walk in there. If you don't know the podcast, you can't walk in there and order it. You wouldn't know that it exists unless you listen to us.
1: There you go, man. So you know what, right, I mean, man. for real,
0: it's a secret menu item.
1: It is what it is, man.
0: I would tell you, go get it. It's the jam session bowl. Don't forget, as well, with Christmas coming up, I know a lot of us, I do this, do you do this where, like, with your family, you try to find those little things and whatnot for stocking stuffers? Yeah. And I think that, like, Smokey John's Barbecue, because you can go online to SmokyJohns.com and click on Smokey's Market, you can order their rub or their barbecue sauce. To me, that's the perfect stocking stuffer, because it's something that everybody would use, no matter where you are. Even if you don't live in Texas, you want a taste of that Texas barbecue, you can order it, and they will ship it to you wherever you are, and it is a... I mean, I'm going to tell you straight up, if I opened my stocking and had a little Smokey John's barbecue sauce, I'd probably just crack it open and drink (laughs) it right there on Christmas morning. (laughs) Oh, yeah, brother. But make it happen, man. They're great dudes. It's local. It's family owned. It's phenomenal barbecue. And it's a wonderful place. So get out and support them at Smokey John's barbecue. College football playoff is set. And if you've been following along. It, this I told you how it was going to be, and here we are.
1: Well, I got to tell you, uh, you've become the college playoff savant. Thank like, you. You know, you just listen to Matt, follow this, and he'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. He has a real good read on the formula. He understands it. And uh, if you listen to him, I mean, the show ain't even fun to watch because Matt's told you everything's going to happen. <laughs> it's true, man. And,
0: you know, I got to say because I, I did – Like I kind of talked about, like this is, in this area, it's it's all about college football. And and I think you and I have told this story before about how we originally started doing who's going to win and why. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's always worth telling again
0: but we were doing the radio show we All could right. we could
1: we could tell it even better on a podcast because we could tell our true feelings
0: <laughs> yeah because cat doesn't listen I, and even if right. you do we love it so it doesn't do, matter yeah
1: yeah we're boys man. <laughs> okay like like enough time has passed we could joke about it now <laughs> it's fair so so yes tell the story so we're doing the
0: radio show and cowboys i mean this this was on a friday as i recall Right. And we were talking about a variety of different things. And our program director was out of town and had flown back into Dallas, landed at the airport and got an Uber or whatever from the airport to the station, which is probably about a 25, 30-minute drive. He, I, I, and this is true, he legit, <laughs> he, he couldn't have been there more than five minutes, I think, enough to drop his stuff off in his office, wait and for type- us to to be in a break yep comes down in the studio doors at a radio station are not like a normal door because they're thick for soundproofing they're fairly heavy he throws that thing open (laughs) and just and we're like what's going he goes what the Uh fuck are you guys doing (laughs) They were like me and Jacques looking at each other, like, "What's going?" On? He goes, "I just got off the plane and I drove all the way here from the airport, and I don't hear you guys talking about the fucking Cowboys and tell me what the score is going to be and who's going to win and why." And I'm driving all this way, going, "Who? What are you even talking about? Why are you even on?" And I mean, it was
1: intense, man. And so when he when he leaves, now you got to understand, as Matt said, he bur- cat probably weighs about 175. If he that, first he threw the door open like he benches 315. Yes. And when he left, I looked at Matt and I go, well, somebody didn't get some pussy (laughs) left. This
0: is what you said. (laughs) And we were both. And to be fair, both of us were like, we were pissed. But you you have to realize again that he's usually super chill. Now, he'll tell you that he doesn't like something. But normally it's like, hey, guys, you need to be doing this, this and this. Right. And so we were both like, what is going on? Like, it was really weird, but it shook us. (laughs) And we just look and I said, I go, you know what? Fine. Well then fuck, fuck that. It. I know. I said <laughs> coming up next, who's gonna win and why? And that we and for the rest of time while we are in even to this day, even to this day, on Friday on my radio show here, I do a segment called Who's Gonna Win and Why?
1: Yep, and we and, and we ended with the
0: score so that the, you Yes, know. there's a prediction, but it's, it's not just, <laughs> oh, I think this is going to, we would spend the whole segment, here's why we believe, here's what we know, and here's why we think this, and here's where it leads you to. Yeah. And I that's, that's legit why we do that segment. That was funny, man. <laughs> well, looking back, it was, at the time, I was like, well, okay. I remember that. I was like, well, you know, and I was kind of pissed. I was like, I mean, that's so random that he would come in in the middle of our show and do that. Right, right, right. You know, because you guys got to realize, like, sometimes on radio, stuff will happen in the breaks. It's very rare. It's very rare for something like that to happen. But you have to compose yourself because you got two minutes later, you got to go back on the air and act like everything's great. and You're having a great time. (laughs) Not that you just got your ass reamed by your boss.
1: Well, hell, we got fired and came back on and acted like it was a great time.
0: (laughs) That was true. (laughs) That was tough. That was a weird one. I remember telling Alan, I was like, man, you got to have some other stuff ready to go because there's no way I can do a full show today. I was like, I'm going to try my best, but I'm so shaken. But, you know, going back to the who's going to win and why bit, you know, that was classic. I mean, that that's that was a different level. But that's why we do that segment. And it's funny because I still do that. And so on Friday and all week, everybody on on the station I work for, everybody, I mean, Greg McElroy, who won a national title at, at Alabama and who you see each and every week, he is the number one color analyst for ABC with Joe Tessitore. Greg McElroy does the morning show on, my, on the station. He picked Georgia to win. I had multiple people on my show last week that picked Georgia. Everybody was picking, I mean, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, 14 writers for college football news. I mean, across the board, people were picking Georgia. And I, I just was looking at it, and I did a lot of research. I mean, I, did, I probably put 15-so man hours into researching that game last week. Watching different film and, and just researching stats and numbers and stuff. And I finally got to Friday and I do who's going to win and why. And I said, man, I know that I'm maybe I'm about to be ridiculed on a Monday. Everybody's going to call in and be like, you're a dumbass. But I broke it down and I spent three days last week laying out why I thought Alabama would win.
1: What do you think the score was going to be? I didn't think it'd be that.
0: I think <laughs> I think my pick was twenty seven, twenty one, Alabama. All right. I said, I do think they'll score more than anybody else. and But my thing was, look, here's the deal. Nobody's talking about the Bama defense. Bama, are they as good as Georgia? Probably not, but they're pretty damn good, and they're right behind them. And then I said, but if you look at their against the run, they actually had been better than Georgia against the run. Well, Georgia's whole offense was predicated on being able to run the ball. They ran it 60% of the time, and they passed about four, like 39% of the time. And so I dug into this and I was I was laying all this out. I said, "Man, to me, if neither one of these teams can win, you're telling me you believe Stetson Bennett's going to win the game? You got a Heisman trophy candidate and Bryce Young. If it comes down to the quarterback battle, and I I, I mean, I went through all this and I, and I said, "Look. Call the show and tell me I suck, never listen again, but I believe Alabama's going to win." Even my producer, he jumps in and he goes, "Man, this is bold cuz nobody's picking Bama." I said, "Man, All the numbers, and you could look at like some advanced metrics and stuff, like simulations. Georgia was winning 99 out of 100 times. I was like, I just feel like Bama is going to win this game. And and I gave out some great reasons and stuff, and then sure enough, they sure shit went out and won that damn game, essentially the exact way. I mean, they scored more than I thought, but it, it became about they couldn't run, neither could Georgia, and Bryce Young went out and did stuff that Georgia hadn't seen.
1: And that, my friend, is why I wasn't, uh, as an Ohio State guy, if we had gotten to the playoffs, I wasn't afraid of facing Georgia because I didn't think their offense – I thought their offense had been pretty much booty all year. Uh, And I'm only basing against the best – you know, I I didn't believe in their offense. I I believed in their defense, but I didn't believe in their offense. And I thought if they could get challenged and have to score some points – now, that was going to be the hard part. Who can challenge him and make him score some points? Then it would be it would be, uh, it would be yeah. rough for him. But, um, but that wasn't the case. And so, hey, it is what it is, man.
0: And that was, and, and man, you know, it's funny because I had said all along, I said, look, if Bama went, I already said Georgia was in. I had this dude call last week and he was like, I don't know why you're saying that. They're not going to make it and all this. He's like, that's Georgia loses, they're out. That, yeah, I'll call you next week and tell you. Guarantee the guy I won't call. I was like, look, I mean, I said last night, I said, this is blatantly obvious. It is Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. Those are your top four. It will not be close between Cincinnati and whoever winds up fifth, either Baylor or Notre Dame. It's just, it's all numbers and metrics. And if you know how to look at it, it's easy to kind of lay out and see how it's going to be. Now, you know, we talked about this last week. I wasn't surprised at all that Baylor beat Oklahoma State. I thought that'd be a really close, good game. And it was i thought michigan or uh, cincinnati and houston might be a little closer but hey props to cincinnati they prove they belong give them a shot let's see what happens i think they'll get their ass kicked by bama michigan iowa i mean you and i talked about this i was like man the one game i feel most confident about is michigan is going to thump iowa
1: and they did 42-3 i think wasn't even close oh,
0: my god that was a mauling of epic proportions but it, it's this is going to be an interesting playoff because Michigan-Georgia is fascinating to me. Because Michigan, people automatically assume it's going to be an Alabama-Georgia rematch. I'm going to tell you straight up, Michigan is more than capable of beating Georgia. That is a very good Michigan team.
1: I don't believe in them still, even though they waxed my boys. Um, I don't, uh, you know, they're going to have to prove it to me because here's why. and I'm just keeping it real with you. The reason why Ohio State has been different over the last decade is they became this national recruiter, and their offensive and defensive linemen, they pick them from all over the country, and they're not that, Midwesterns, that Midwestern, that Mr. group that can't hang with the Southern defensive linemen, especially up front. And so maybe Michigan can prove me wrong, but they're going to have to um, deal with that athletic Georgia front and really be able to move them. And I don't see until they do it. I ain't gonna believe they can do it. And then if they can do it, then I'll say, "Oh, Michigan football has turned the corner, and they're ready to uh, they're ready to ascend to be one of the big boys over the next few years."
0: Yeah, I mean, the reality of it is that Georgia, de- the talent on Georgia is greater than the talent on Michigan. It just is. And yeah. Alabama, I would be shocked i was surprised that the line for alabama cincinnati was only 13 and a half a lot of people thought it would be like 17 18 i i I have no idea unless they just boise state the thing and gimmick it and do a lot of trick stuff that people just don't expect i have no clue how cincinnati hangs with alabama it did and again now to be fair if some of the alabama teams that we've seen this year show up then okay maybe they allow them to hang around the Alabama team that played Georgia, nobody's beating that team.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think the reality is I think sometimes or not sometimes, this season, uh, perhaps they got a little bored with the season because mm-hmm. uh, they you know or they weren't focused and locked in all season. But you know, Nick Saban got the rare chance to tell everybody all week. Everybody except Matt McLaren thinks we're going to lose. They don't think we're any good. They think they don't think we can do this. Let's show them what Alabama football yeah. is all about. And so he got them locked in and focused for that game for sure. Uh, because I mean, the reason why nobody picked them is they played like shit. The last, I mean, in several yeah, of the last they did. Games. Yep. So you know, I mean, that's why nobody picked you. <clears throat> uh, yeah. But you know, it, it, it's.
0: You know, it's really interesting when you look at this because they did a lot of motions and shifts and whatnot with Alabama. and they I mean, they probably did more motion in that game than they've done all year. And I think for a Georgia defense, they did some stuff, and credit to Nick Saban. They did some stuff they hadn't shown before. The offensive line played better than they'd played all year. It will be interesting to see because they did lose John Mechie. He tore his ACL in that game. That man, that, you hate to see that. That's one of those because he went down without being touched. And I looked at the lady. I was like, well, he just blew out his knee. She was, why would yep. you say that? I was like, because when they show the replay and you see a dude go down like that and no one touched him, he blew out his knee. That's an ACL.
1: Pretty, yeah, pretty much. That's how it rolls.
0: I mean, it, it, it's it's just one of those things. And, and you know, you look at this in the college football playoff of all the teams, Alabama has hands down, not even close the best quarterback in this thing.
1: No, oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's a game about the quarterback, man. And unless you figure out how to disrupt him and make him struggle, you're going to have a hard time winning. And what's
0: wild, he's a sophomore, kids. He has to come back next year.
1: Yep. Maybe he'll be our first two-time Heisman winner since Archie Griffin.
0: He might be because he's he's locked up this year's Heisman. He will win it. And, you know, it's interesting in today's game is everybody will look at him and be like, okay, well – can you surpass the numbers that you put up this year? And what's wild about this version of Bama, they should be better next year because they have more, they'll they'll be more experienced. Like their best offensive player, Bryce Young, has to come back and their best defensive player, Will Anderson, has to come back. They're both sophomores. Right. And so when you got, and there's some other guys, obviously that are coming back that most people wouldn't know who cares, but they're going to have some depth and some real talent coming back that I think you've seen, I don't know how much you've watched, but Saban has kind of laughed a little bit more, and he's been a little looser in some of these post-game interviews and stuff because I think he's kind of like, huh. Like, I, I wonder if he looked at it and said, well, you know, let's get some experience this year, and next year will be our year. I think he's a little surprised at where they're at.
1: Oh, it, it wasn't surprising. Like I said, they've struggled in a lot of games that we didn't expect them to struggle yeah. to. But Alabama knows how to win, and they're never going to be beaten on the coaching tip you might play him even on a coaching tip but you're never going to beat him on a coaching tip
0: and then by the way of course the news today looks like brent venables is going to be the new head coach at oklahoma he has been hanging around clemson for forever it feels like and it was always what would it take to get brent venables he's like the kirby smart kirby was at alabama for years and years and years and everybody thought well why didn't this guy leave and then finally georgia opened up and he left brent venables has been that dude at clemson he has been at clemson since 2012 and underneath dabo and obviously you know he'd coached at ou for a few years back actually for several years for like a decade and played at kansas state so he's familiar with the big 12 he's familiar with what that's about really solid hire for ou and i'll be very because he's a defensive guy I'll be really curious to see what he's able to do as far as continuing what Stoops did and then obviously what Lincoln Riley has done the last few years.
1: That's always interesting, man, because, uh, you know, it's your first job as a head coach. Uh, You know, there's going to be some things you, you, some things you gotta adjust to and some things you gotta move. Uh, it's It's a good fit, it's a good environment. He'll have everything he needs to be successful. Um, but he's a defensive guy at a school that ain't been a defensive school in a long time, bro. Well, I mean, there ain't been no, you know, right. and so what I'm saying is you can fix a defense, baby, but you still win with offense, man. In today's college football, he better find that quarterback, solve that quarterback problem, whether it's uh keeping, uh who's Caleb Williams or whatever his name is or whatever. Yeah. Caleb you know, Williams. Yeah. They, He just got to figure out the quarterback thing. Everything else will fall in line if you figure out the quarterback situation. Because you know they'll play better defense. But that quarterback thing ain't no joke, bro. As Texas.
0: And it'll be interesting because apparently the idea is that Jeff Levy, who's currently the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, who's an Oklahoma alum. He's a young dude, too. He's not even 40 years. I can't remember. He's 38, 30, something like that. But he is expected that he's going to join Venables and be the offensive coordinator there at OU which would be interesting because people be like ah, well what has he ever done it's Lane Kiffin Lane Kiffin doesn't call the plays at Ole Miss he lets Lebby call the plays now it's Lane Kiffin's offense but he lets Lebby call the plays so that might be a, a solid hire to give them something that brings in a guy that's been with an offense and has been under Lane Kiffin the last couple of years there in Ole Miss so we'll see but a lot of movement in college football it's really fascinating how all this is playing out with the coaching carousel and how that's going to work and Should be a good playoff. I, I for one, think it's badass that we have two teams in the playoff we've never seen before.
1: No, me too. I think it'll be fun, even if one of them is Michigan.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I think everybody kind of expects that we're headed to another rematch. And and it was this way, 2018. It was Alabama-Georgia for the national title. That's when Tua came in at the half and threw that touchdown pass in overtime to Devontae Smith. So, you know, are we headed to another Alabama-Georgia national title game? We'll find out, but we'll see. It's been a fun season. It's been a fun season. I'm glad that there's a little bit of a break in the college football schedule, which is kind of nice because no, it's, it's a lot.
1: <laughs> no, I, I can imagine, man. It's uh, It can consume you when you're into it like they are in uh, Birmingham and Alabama.
0: <sighs> I mean, I'm telling you, man. And what's wild is, and you guys can look this up. I mean, it is. I think it's 13 years, something like that in a row, when they put out the overall ratings for college football on television. Birmingham will be – it's, it's like twice the next market for the amount of football that people here watch. It's unbelievable for college football. It's insane. But welcome to Birmingham, I guess. Exactly thanks for listening to the jam session podcast make sure to find us on instagram at jam session cast of course you can also find us on twitter at McMatt radio and at jjt underscore journalist our podcast is sponsored by greening law a personal injury law firm in dallas texas greening law fights the legal battle so you'll have time for healing and renewal give them a call at 972-934-8900 greening law office dallas texas also brought to you by hector flores with modern woodman of america let him help you secure your family's future you can give him a call at 940-453-3490 as always thanks to purple elephant music for the music you hear at the end and the beginning of each episode he of course is the radio tv and now podcast star the sexy jean Jacques taylor and me i'm just a guy Matt McLaren. We'll catch you next time right here on the jam session podcast available everywhere. You listen to podcasts.